This is the 508 Podcast, a podcast where we're crazy passionate about helping you navigate and excel into your 20s and beyond. Every month, we'll bring you candid conversations from the 508 leadership team about hot topics for those who are striving for growth. Let's listen in for this week's podcast episode. All right, hey, what up, 508 family? Welcome to the 508 Podcast and episode two of our Relation Tips series. It's been incredible. We had, if you haven't seen the first episode, I thought it was great. I thought it was a ton of fun. Um, So please, if you haven't seen it, press pause rewind <laughs> go to episode number one so it's been absolutely incredible so just for your guys's expectation we're going to be doing a whole series on relationships and so we're going to be talking anything relationships so it's going to be super fun super exciting as always though my name is michael i have with me two of my best friends in the world uh justin and devin uh pastor devin fry and so how are y'all feeling are you excited Super excited. I'm just uh, coming off that last podcast. Yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah, it's good. I love talking to everything relationships. I think it's a necessary uh, conversation for people. So excited to have a discussion today. Yeah, man. And as always, so the purpose of this podcast is to help you navigate your 20s. Okay. So very important. That's the theme. And so we're going to structure everything, even in this conversation and throughout this series on that specific theme. Uh, today, we're talking about mentoring. We're talking about mentoring a little bit. Important. Yes. So important. Yes. So Very important. Especially for our age group, mm-hmm. right? Between 20 and 30, you know, instead of kind of doing this trial and error, you know, it's better for us to look at somebody who's ahead of us and allow them to help us walk through that. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to start, we're going to hop right into conversation here. And we're going to be talking a lot, best practices, both to be a mentor, but also what it looks like to be a mentee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so why don't we just start with that? What is What does it look like to be a good mentor? How can I do that? So I'll give you a couple initial thoughts, pass it back to you guys, because you guys are mentors of, mm-hmm. of many people too. Uh, but a mentor, I'm going to get into four responsibilities of a mentor in a moment. Uh, I think it's super important for us to find that. But everybody, listen, everybody needs mentors. Yes, mentors. The Bible says very clearly in Proverbs, uh, one who has many advisors finds success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many advisors. So you need a bullpen, essentially. Yeah. If we're talking about you know baseball, uh, baseball, you have people that are knuckleballers, fastballers, have a curveball, yep. and so you need people in your life that have maybe different specialities. Mm-hmm. And one thing that Mike and I were just talking about a moment ago, uh, there is no perfect mentor except for one person, mm-hmm. and his name is Jesus. Yeah, man. Every yeah. other mentor has blind spots. Good word. And so I have deficiencies, and so there are categories that I kind of coach and invest in, in many people, uh, but there are blind spots that I have, which is why you need many mentors. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say, when I say many, because the Bible uses that language, Really, what it's not talking about—it's not talking about having twenty because you have twenty different voices speaking mm-hmm. in your life. But you really have—I think a sweet spot is like three to five. That's Devin's opinion, not necessarily anybody else's. But I think you have three to five mentors that are special in your life. Mm-hmm. I have my father, who takes good care of me, and he fathers me as a son. He's also my boss. Uh, he's also one of my leaders when it comes to ministry. I have Pastor Justin Daly in Florida, who's an incredible leader. He's a leadership guru. Yeah. You know, Pastor Jonathan really takes care of my soul. I have a few mentors that kind of help me in the financial departments, people that help me as speakers. So I think it's important to have uh, mentors, plural. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell me about you guys' mentors. 
Yeah, so, um, and even as you were talking to, and we talked about in the, um, the podcast before, that there, there are many categories in life. Like, there's not just this one thing, like if you're excellent at your job or like in your, com- in your company, or maybe, you know, just in, in your role as being a pastor, like there's excellence in that. But there's, there's so many more things, right? There's friends, there's family, there's health right? There's finances. And so when we look at having many advisors, it's really important. And for me, I have somebody specifically that I go to just for finances. It was yeah. a pastor I met years and years ago. And he's, he specifically does that within his church. And so I'm like, okay, if he specifically does this, I need to pick his brain with just finances. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that in every category in our life, we don't just have one, we can have multiple for different categories. And that's very important for success. Let me define something real quick. So you should learn from everybody. You can learn from everybody. I learned from my son. My son doesn't even speak English yet. I learned a lot from him. So you can learn from everybody, but open your heart to a few. And that's oh, kind that's of the biblical definition yeah, that's of good. a mentorship. And so I say three to five mentors I have in my life that I trust with my life. Like I open my yeah. soul to these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can learn from hundreds of people. And it's biblical. The Bible talks about uh, it's Paul addressing Timothy. And he's essentially saying, you know, you can have hundreds of teachers or thousands of teachers but you don't have many fathers. You don't have many spiritual fathers. Such a good word. Mentors are really that. They are caretakers for your soul. Learn from everybody, but open your heart to few. That makes sense? Yeah, yep. that's a good word. Yeah, uh, for me, I've got a, a few different mentors um, helping me through not only seasons of life that I'm in now, but also um, where I want to be in the future. So from a financial perspective, uh, my career, um, cultivating an entre- entrepreneurial spirit, um, and trying to get wisdom on how to maybe start my own business or step out um, and take risks. Um, finding spiritual leaders and mentors. Um, And so I'm not trying to ever find a jack of all trades and a master of none. It's really trying to find an expert in that specific thing that I want to learn and really just digging in and learning everything I possibly can about the experiences they've had so that I can learn from those experiences instead of having to kind of walk through it and trudge along I got, I got this book I was just reading it's called Finished by John Acuff <clears throat> and he, he talks about he uses this line he goes borrow somebody else's degree mm. and what he essentially what that means is you know somebody went to school paid thousands of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars to go get this education and all you can do to acquire that education is just one question two questions uh, uh, a lunch so that you're spending time yeah. together and so you can learn in three minutes what it took somebody 30 years to learn. Yeah. And so that's why mentorship is so important because it helps you go further faster and it accelerates your destiny, so good, it accelerates yeah. your mm-hmm. learning. And that's why I want us as leaders, you know, this podcast is used to help people navigate their 20s. You could become, you know, I've, I've met some people that are, you know, 50 years old, but they don't have the wisdom of some 20 year olds that I have. Mm-hmm. So true. Amen. And so mentorship provides such accountability, such acceleration and such growth. It, it, it turns you into somebody that is wise, somebody that is healthy, mm-hmm. somebody that is strong, and you can learn so many different things if you just learn how to ask questions. And that's why I want that hungry culture. To obviously, yep. a core value of our staff. Mm-hmm. We want that hungry culture and have a mentor in place. 
Yeah. It changes the game for everybody. Yeah. And what I love too about mentorship is you don't have to, it doesn't have to be like face to face. It doesn't have to be intimate. That's not like a qualification. Like I have mentors that I've been following either their work or their books or their videos for years. Mm-hmm. I have probably four or five pastors that have pers- that not personally mentored me, but they've mentored me through their work. Mm-hmm. And so that's important too. And I wanted to touch on one thing with you, Justin. What I love is that mentorship doesn't have to be one-on-one either. Mm-hmm. Right now you're seeing that you're in a group relationship, like a relationship group with somebody yeah. who's way further ahead of you with multiple couples. So can you talk yep. a little bit about that? Yeah, so I'm a part of a kind of a community group with a, a few other couples um, in different stages in their relationships. Um, and one one uh, stage we really focused on was finding um, a, a couple that had, had a very successful marriage so that the the three other couples could uh, to really saturate ourselves in their wisdom. And so we can set ourselves up for a successful marriage and a successful relationship long-term using their experiences as guidance. Um, And I've seen such great breakthrough in the couples um, in that group in such a short period of time, just because we've been able to um, gather all of the information, experiences, wisdom from someone who's already done it for 20 years, that allows it uh, allows us to not have to go through those same mistakes. So true. So powerful. I love too that, you know, it's sometimes you need to define the relationship and i think that's very important and specifically like i i consider pastor devin one of the my best friends in the world but he's also a mentor for me mm-hmm. so it's like he's i have he has sent me some voice messages that i wouldn't share with anybody because <laughs> he's and that's what i love about pastor devin though is that he has the ability to be one of my best friends, but he also has the ability to put on his mentor hat. And so maybe you can touch about on that a little bit. Like what, what does that look like? How do you define the relationship? And if I'm a friend with somebody, can I still be mentored? Like what does that relationship look like? That's good. That's a good question. Um, well, I think in culture today, people need mentors more than they need friends. Hmm. Um, you know, friends, there's a reciprocal relationship, absolutely, but people need leadership. Um, especially for those, and, and I know this is a tailored audience, but especially for some of those that have not had fathers or mothers or, mm-hmm. you know, even present fathers or healthy fathers and mothers in their life. Mm-hmm. And so everybody needs to be led. I, I, I need to be led. I am very well led. And so pastors need pastors. Mm-hmm. Doctors need doctors. They yep. can't do surgery on themselves, which is why everybody needs uh, people that are leading them. And I just believe this. Uh, there's a core value that I have. Now I want you to remember this, and if you're taking notes, take notes, write this comment down, write it wherever you're watching this, but you learn one of two ways. You either learn through mistakes or you learn through mentors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mistakes or mentors, it's yeah. one of two. And so I think you're foolish, I think you're arrogant, and I think you're prideful if you think you don't need help or you don't need yeah, assistance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's a great foolish, mm-hmm. it's dumb. Yep. And so for me, I just want to accelerate my destiny. I want to avoid some pain. Can I get yeah. amen? Yes. Come on, I want to avoid some pain. Yeah. And that's why you have mentors in your life. And so Mike, to kind of get back to your question, I think every relationship should have the spirit of friendship. Mike is a good friend of mine, uh, but I'm leader first. 
And so there are times where, you know, he calls me Brazilian Devin because Brazilian Devin comes out every once in a while. <laughs> and like, I, I kind of, you know, not that I think this is the best leadership principle. But I love Brazilian Devin. <laughs> after like, and we have Jimmy over here as well, uh, kind of doing some uh, production. But, you know, after 10 p.m., it's kind of after dark Devin. <laughs> and so I just get to be, you know, I a little bit looser. And it's Brazilian Devin that comes out. And, you know, Once he gets on the sticks, that's a completely different Devin. I'm a trash talker. <laughs> You know, I'm wrecking these little 14 year old kids. I'm like, yeah, I'm your father. <laughs> Not that I think that's the best way to go about it, but I think it's, I think it's healthy. So for me, what I what I saw is I saw my pastor, Pastor Justin Daly, who really changed my life. Uh, he wore hats. He wore two different hats. I used to think it's two different personalities, and it wasn't. It's two different hats. Is there are times where it's leader hats on, and there are times where it's friends yeah, hats on. Yeah. And I think the discernment, and I had a whole message on that. You should go back and watch it. Uh, discernment will help you and teach you uh, which hat to wear in what circumstance. But if you don't know what to do, wear the leader hat. Yeah, Make yeah. sure you wear the mentor hat. And so every relationship should have a spirit of friendship in it, no matter what. You know, that's joking, that's laughter. Mm-hmm. But people need leadership more than they need friendship. Yep. And I think that friendship piece is also important in the in the mentoring relationship because it helps you build that relational mm-hmm. equity to allow you as a mentor and as a leader to stick your finger in somebody Absolutely. else's eye. So true. Mm-hmm. And as for mentors, you know, we talked about the love bank principle many times. But you have to put deposits in if you're going yeah, to take yeah. out withdrawals. Yeah, yeah. And so there's so constant encouragement. There's constant. Sure. There's constant uh, encouragement and honor around our culture. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of these guys. I can't even. I can't imagine what ministry would be like without them at this point. And even the team, the production Amen. team out here. Um, but there's constant deposits so that when a withdrawal needs to be made, or there needs mm-hmm. to be a challenge, or there needs to be, it's just this feeling of, you know, I feel like I'm being corrected right now. There has been. Tons of money, if we're using that term, tons of money put in so that when I need to take five bucks, 10 bucks, 30 bucks out, I have that equity in there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah that's great. So it's so important that we put deposits in constantly that's and have good. an honor and yeah. culture. And so on the, on the mentorship and leadership spectrum, so say, for example, I'm a leader and I have somebody who would consider me to be a mentor. Um, and then I find out that something terrible happened and it doesn't the circumstance specifically doesn't matter but something happened where they really screwed up and i'm their mentor and then they come to me what does that look like how do i how do i pastor somebody who's not in a who's not in a place where they they're following the behavior quote unquote how can i lead them through that how can i pastor them um, so a couple weeks ago we were in cla and and pastor devin you had mentioned something so lead with grace right mm-hmm. uh, especially in a mentoring situation when someone comes to you and is vulnerable never weaponize that vulnerability Absolutely. you should always lead with grace good. So good. but grace is not the only thing that needs to be there there also needs to be truth mm-hmm. and pastor Devin you had mentioned something that truth without grace is mean Mm. Grace without truth is meaningless, Mm. but grace with truth is meaningful. Mm. And so you need to lead with grace, but you also need to follow it up with truth so that they don't fall into that sin or make those mistakes again. So, so good, bro. What the fuck? The table. That was just mint, bro. You know, grace, grace is how you say something and truth is what you're saying. Yeah. And so the Bible says very clearly in John 8.32, it says, uh, the, truth, if the, the truth that you know will set yeah. you free. Yeah. And so truth sets people free. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to hear. But as long as it's uh, peppered and seasoned with grace, people can hear just about anything, yeah. especially when they know they love you. Yeah. So we talk about this a lot. And Mike has heard this language from me directly. 
Um, but we, I also teach it to them. So Galatians 6, 1, it talks about this. It says, for those that make mistakes, I'm paraphrasing, those that make mistakes, the spirit of gentleness should be there. The spirit of gentleness. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to gently restore people. Yeah, so good. Gently restore people. So when mistakes are made, and mistakes are going to be made, you have to gently restore people. Yeah. Doesn't mean truth is absent. It actually means it's completely present. But the spirit of gentleness should be there. So here are three things we always say. I say this and I've used this time and time again. And honestly, you build so much influence. I did this message. It's called, uh, what was it called? It's called I Messed Up on YouTube. Go back and watch that. Essentially, it's talking about this. I break down Galatians 6.1. But the big idea was when people are at their worst, they need your best. And so when afterwards, they need your best. Mm-hmm. And you can grow in influence tremendously. Yeah. That's really where I think I've become a lot of people's pastor is when mistakes yeah. are made. Yeah. Because they realize I'm a safe place. And so I say these Great three word. things. You are safe, you are wise, and you are loved. I'll mm-hmm. break these down real quick. So you're safe. Meaning, uh, even if you make a mistake, even if you made another mistake, good. you're still safe here. That's mm-hmm. We're going to take care of you. We're going to protect you. We're going to cover you. It's helpful. Uh, you're wise. And so just because they made a mistake doesn't mean they are a mistake. And just because mm-hmm. they had a failure doesn't that's mean good. they are a failure. And so that's why we tell people, well, you're still wise. I don't think you're dumb. You just made a dumb decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference. Dumb, being dumb, or they're dumb is an identity. Making a dumb decision is a decision. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. So, uh, we, I've made tons of mistakes, and thank God I'm not judged for those mistakes. <laughs> so, you're safe, you're wise, and the last one is you're loved. You know, I think that's where we have to have this unconditional love and this unconditional yeah. grace that God shows us in Romans 8. Yeah. You know, nothing can separate us from the love of God, neither height nor depth, nor angels nor demons, uh, nor anything else in all creation shall separate us from the love of God. Amen. And so, as leaders, we yeah. need to be people and young professionals, mm-hmm. people that are navigating our 20s. When people make mistakes, we can develop so much influence and we can pastor people. So yeah. When a mistake is made, their heart is wide open yep. and they're basically saying, here's my heart, yeah, yeah. Uh, please take care of it. And when we communicate, you're wise, you're safe, you're loved. Right. Friend, I think that can be the greatest way we can help people and heal our nation. That's such a good word. Isn't it's a mistake. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I'm reminded of a circumstance where, <laughs> and these guys know better than any, I'm always messaging these guys with yes. mistakes like, yes. all the time. <laughs> Um, you don't have to be perfect. Like you, you don't have to be. And so I remember um, <laughs> confessing something over to Dev one day, and I just sent him a box or something like that. And what I love about God is it's it's not the circumstance that really matters. It's not what you did, because God is so graceful and He forgive. He's a forgiving, loving God. But here's where I think a lot of people miss the boat: is that you don't. It's forgiveness isn't the end of it. Right, forgiveness is like okay. I, I I repented to God and I said I'm sorry for something that I did. But then I took a step further. I want to read the scripture for you guys. In James five sixteen, it says, "Therefore confess your sins to each other." Mm-hmm. To Justin and Devin, <laughs> I've confessed so many times. <laughs> confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And that goes back to what you were just talking about about safety. Here's the thing. I consider both of these guys next to me my mentors, and, I'm, and I don't say that, I'm, I mean that. They're, they mentor me in so many different areas of my life and in different areas of my life. They're also really good friends of mine. But what I realized is that there was this, this life-giving culture, and I learned, because I was, in different, uh, I was in different churches too, where I didn't feel as safe as I do now, and I've been pastored well. And so if you maybe you're out there and maybe you're in a place where you know, you feel like you can't be open or like, man, I can't find that mentor. I can't find that person that I can trust. Here's the thing. They are out there mm-hmm. and there are safe places Absolutely. for you yeah. to confess. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. 
I think as leaders, though, um, if you're if you're listening to this, I think it's so important that we make sure. I'm gonna reiterate what Justin said: do not weaponize vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to um, he's like my little brother in Florida, and oh no, I'm sorry, it was actually Jim. Jamie was saying about vulnerability is basically giving somebody a knife and saying, please don't stab me in the back with this. Mm. That's what somebody is saying when they are, you know, when they're vulnerable. Yeah. And so you have a weapon and you can use that to either perform surgery and carve out some of the issues that are going on deep within the surface, or you can use it as a knife to stab mm. somebody. And I think leaders so unintentionally, and hear me, I said unintentionally, uh, hurt people in the process because we weaponize vulnerability mm-hmm. and when people are vulnerable that's where we can really heal heal uh, so many different so things yeah. and so we need to make sure we do not weaponize vulnerability we're safe we're loved and you're still wise yep. and so I think people are scared to get judgment or they're scared of removal. Mm-hmm. The way I see it is like you know I, I shared the story in that message on I messed up but you know somebody made a big mistake he was working at this hotel and he jacked up this pool and water was kind of rising to crazy levels. And so it ended up costing this hotel about $100,000. And so he walked into the hotel the next day expecting fully to get fired by his boss. And the boss comes to him, I would never fire you. I just made a $100,000 investment in you. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah. And so I, I would see it like that. Sweet. Mistakes that are made are investments. And you should not be removed mm, for that kind good, of stuff. Yeah. And, we, and the church has done a poor job with that. That's We've removed people because mistakes were made. Now, now when continual mistakes are made, mm-hmm. that's not a mistake. That's a pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And patterns that's reveal good. beliefs. I'm starting yep. to preach right now. Yes, you are. Let's hear patterns are, are beliefs that they have. It's not a mistake. That was a pattern. That's and so right. that needs to be removed. That's a good word. Unless uh, or the, the behavior needs to be removed or the person will be removed. Mm-hmm. That's good. And so it's not that people should be removed at some point. But I never asked yeah. Yes, that's good. I want to I want to transition to so we talked about mentorship, what it looks like, what are the best practices for that. But now let's talk about being a mentee. Mm-hmm. So say if I'm someone out there and you know I I don't know I don't even know where to start. Like I, one, it kind of it might be a little scary for me. Like there's like an older person or somebody I really look up to. Like that could be an intimidating situation. Um, where do I start? How do I find the right mentor? Is there the right mentor? Should I just try to shoot my shot? You know what I mean? <laughs> What does this look like? <laughs> Jay, you want to go? Yeah, I mean, I can I can kind of jump in for, for my processes. <clears throat> First, it's it's to that point of who do I look up to? Who do I want to trade places with? Yeah. Um, where do I want to be in life and who is there currently? Um, and then just trying to get into that life um, however I possibly can, uh, whether it just be through a quick conversation, um, just a text message, a phone call, an email, a handwritten letter, like... As a mentee, you need to be going after that mentor. Um, and exactly, pursuit. it's all in the pursuit. And if you're not, if you don't have that hunger, the, mm-hmm. there's no point for that mentor to take you on. Um, and so for me, it's trying to uh, find that person that I want to trade places with, um, and going after and pursuing them and their time. Good. Yeah, their their advice will lead to their results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you're not asking somebody to be friendly with. You're asking somebody to be like, I want what they have, and that's why I want to connect and meet with them. Mm-hmm. And so the mentee really brings, to be honest with you, and this is just being blunt, the mentee brings nothing into the conversation except for hunger and people want legacy. And so mentors, for, for me personally, I love mentoring people solely because I love to make sure that what I've learned and what I've been blessed with I want to give that out and I want to see that reproduced in the earth. That's why people love to mentor people. 
but mentees really bring nothing to a mentor. And so here's, here's like six things I wrote down as mentees. Number one, prayerfully and carefully choose wise counsel. Prayerfully and carefully choose wise counsel. Number two, formally schedule time with them at their convenience, not your convenience. Mm-hmm. Hello. So it's at their convenience, not your convenience. Mm -hmm. And so it should be inconvenient for you for the most part. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I do, because I have control of my schedule, and this is a value to me, Fridays are my mentor days, whether it be for people that I mentor or people that mentor me. And so I'm on the phone, I'm voxing people, I'm calling people, I'll meet with people, Mm -hmm. and I do it on their time that especially that are, are my mentors. I do it on their time, go to them, pay for their meals. I'm not having them do any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because the best mentors are busy people. Come on, yes. busy yep. people are the most yes. responsible Amen. people. And so people that have too much time, I don't know if that's somebody that you really want to have as a mentor, mm-hmm. but people that have a full schedule, not a busy schedule, yeah, yeah, yeah. are people that you want. So number three uh, is show up prepared with your questions in a way to write down what mm-hmm. you learned. Don't go in there and just acting like a friend. Go in there with an agenda. Go in there having some prepared questions and then get what you want out of the conversation in respect of time. Can I add something to that real quick? So in, when you're going into a conversation like this, you, your intention should not be for you to be heard. And there can be mm-hmm. there can be a temptation where it's like, oh, I want to look good in it's their eyes. Is it? Yeah. All right, praise God. Go ahead. <laughs> listen, I wrote down, listen and learn. Don't say a lot. Yeah, yeah. You're not there to talk. You're there to listen. Yes. It's exactly. open your heart. Act on their instruction. Number five. Act on their instruction and show progress. I tell you, as a mentor, people that want my time or my investment, if they just want to talk and then there's no there's no progress report made the next time, we're not going to be meeting. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that pridefully. I just say that as so, it's not a yeah. good investment on my time. Yeah, and so uh, why are we meeting with people just so that we can get things off our chest? Now that's confession. Uh, you can go to God for that directly. You can go to some of your friends about that. But mentorship is for progression, not just confession. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the final final thing I wrote down was send a follow-up. Uh, send a follow-up and just say thank you. Mm-hmm. Make sure they know you're working on it. Here are my five takeaways. I just met with Pastor Jonathan recently, recently yeah. and I was just like, okay, here's what I'm learning. Here are my takeaways. And it's then I give them a progress report to know I value your time and your words have weight in my life. Yeah. Thank you so much for meeting with me. Um, I would love to do it again. And people will be dying to have time with you. Yeah. They will love to invest in somebody that's hungry and shows progression. Yeah, yeah I, I, going back to the... Uh, the point about good mentors don't have a lot of time. Um, and speaking as a mentor to a mentee, time is my most valuable asset. Absolutely. I don't have a lot of time, and so where I where I place my time is where I place my value. Mm-hmm. And so if you're coming to me cool. as a mentee and I am giving you my time, it means I value you. Yeah. But in or, but if I'm giving you that value, you need to show that you're doing something with it. So if you're not showing up on time, you're not showing up prepared, and then as you leave, you're not actually applying the things you learned, I don't want to give you my time. So it's so true, and you should, we had this value in basketball back in the day. If you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. Mm-hmm. And so you should be there that shows up well before the mentor shows up. Show up prepared. Grab a booth if you're meeting in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Get there an appetizer. Go like I've gone to great lengths to make sure that I want people to know I'm an investment that's worthy of investment. Amen. So call an assistant if they have an assistant. Ask them what their favorite yeah, appetizer yeah. would be. That's great. Like those kind of things go above and beyond, and people can't wait to invest in you. Yeah. Um, I wanted to. So we talked about what it looks like. I want to give a very practical example, and I think Pastor Zenzo is a perfect one. Um, so I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. But Pastor. 
Pastor Devin, he doesn't just say that he does this. He actually schedules time on Fridays to meet with mentors. And so uh, I'd love for you to share just a couple nuggets that you got from his conversation. He's a pastor here in New England. They met, so. With Pastor Zenzo directly? Yeah. Just a couple of key takeaways. Man, I tell you that, dude, I learned how to pray hmm. uh, from hmm. Pastor Zenzo. And then I also, like, like I think that's his trademark and that's his calling. Uh, he is a man of prayer, but he's also a leadership guru. Yeah. And, you know, one of the reasons I want to meet with him is because he is a, a, a trailblazer in New England. Mm-hmm. Um, he started this uh, worship movement called You Now, 10,000 people worshiping in Boston, like in one of the most godless cities in America. Mm-hmm. And he created this incredible movement. Uh, he Every Tuesday from 5 to 1 a.m., 5 p.m. to 1 a.m., he prays. He calls it, I think it's the war room. <laughs> Like, the dude's just in beast. He's 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. And he just goes a full eight hours. That's a, that's a work day of one, prayer. One thing I learned from him about prayer is, like, prayer is rain. And so uh, he, mm. he was raised in Africa. Oh, that's a good one. And he talks about how, you know, the ground is tough ground. It's it's dirt. It's sand. It's tough. It's tough soil. But what rain does is rain softens the ground and makes the the work and like shoveling actually enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes it easier to move. That's what prayer does. And so I just learned you learn so invaluable good. truths. That to me, I'm just like I need to make sure he he he. I mean, you guys benefited from this yeah. because yeah. he actually uh, taught me that prayer uh, over his team leads. Yeah. And so over the directors of his church, yeah. he prays for him every single day by name, pleads the blood of Jesus over him. He's like these people are way too valuable to our church, our organization. And I want to make sure they're covered, that like their, their finances are covered, their health is covered, mm-hmm. because they're too valuable for anything to happen to them. Yeah. And so I just learned things like that from him, and you learn invaluable wisdom from mentors a year. Was it true you took Justin and I off the uh, off of your prayer list on the team? Uh, no, I pray for you guys regularly. Okay. I pray for you quite a bit more than Justin, <laughs> to be honest, but... Amen. Hey, right. One thing I do want to mention before we kind of conclude, um, I want I wrote down a few things about bad mentors, and so I think yeah. it's important for us to talk about this because, mm-hmm. you know, choosing mentors, you will have their results. And so a few things about bad mentors that that I feel like we need to know: um, bad mentors think for the mentee; they don't coach them mm-hmm. how to think. Mm. I used to do this because. I don't know if this was a subconscious insecurity of myself, but I love when people came to me to search out answers. But what I'm doing now is just, what do you think? That simple question yeah, teaches yeah. them and trains them how to think. Yeah. This is what I'm learning as a father. I don't want my son to have to come to me for all the answers. I want to teach him how to think. We know that famous line. It's like, you know, don't give a man a fish, teach him how to fish. Mm-hmm. Let's take it another step. Um, I don't want to just teach Zion how to fish. I want him to teach him how to start a fishing business. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different story. Yes. And so we want to teach people how to think. So bad mentors uh, think for the mentees. Mm-hmm. They don't train the mentees how to think for themselves. It's a really good point. Okay. Uh, another thing I wrote down, bad mentors pursue the mentee. The mentee doesn't pursue them. It's mm-hmm. foolishness. Yeah. And mentors that pursue mentees, it showcases an insecurity that they need the affirmation yeah, yeah, that's yeah. coming from mm-hmm. the mentee. Yeah. Whole different ball sure. Uh, bad mentors are always encouraging and they're not challenging. And so I'm not just supposed to be a That's gracer. Good That's good. I'm also supposed to be a truther. Yep. Sure. And so we, we give grace and truth, not just truth without grace or grace without truth. We give both. Amen. And great mentors are people that give challenge, not just encouragement. And the last one I wrote down is they give their opinions, not biblical opinions. And so I think so often we give our opinions on this is what my philosophy Come of life on. is. Mm-hmm. And if you're a good mentor, you are biblically grounded. Yep. 
That's great. All right, we're going to wrap it up. I know, Pastor Devin, I think we have two practical steps. So what we're going to do moving forward with almost all of our episodes is what we want to do is we don't want to just teach you. We want you to go out and do it. It's very important to take what we teach. And so we have two practical steps for you for this episode. So one step would be who are three people that you look up to? Three people you look up to and start a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important. Write it down. Who is somebody that I deeply respect? Who is somebody I want to be like? Yeah, yeah. And then write those three names down and then initiate a conversation. Send them a text message. Send them a Facebook message. Uh, if you know them and you see them at church, you see them in a community, you see them in a family, start a conversation mm-hmm. with them. You need to start that conversation. They will take you further faster. And here's yeah. the second thing is this. And then after you start that conversation, define the relationship. Yep. Make sure they know what your intent is. When people come to me and they say, uh, Dev, you're my pastor. I now know because they define a relationship, I am responsible for them. And it puts a new weight on me. And it makes sure I'm praying for them. It makes mm-hmm. me make sure that I am checking in on them. I'm mm-hmm. counseling them. Yep. Just about everybody in this room and many people on our team. I just occasionally send out a text message checking in. How you doing? How's your soul? Are you feeling okay? Are you healthy? Uh, how's business? How's your finances? I just want to check in on people because now I know I have a responsibility to take care of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what defining the relationship does is you get somebody to care for your soul. Yep. Yeah, it's a great word. All right, we love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning into episode two of Relation Tips. Uh, we had some fun. We hope you did too. Uh, tune into the next edition of this series. We are so excited. We love you guys so much. Uh, if you're on YouTube, give me a subscribe. For Come like, on, subscribe. <laughs> like, hey, remember, oh, listen, remember, we don't fear the future. We pioneer the future. Amen. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode from the Five Away Podcast. If this episode helped or impacted you in any way, we would love for you to subscribe, leave us a like, rating, or review. Be sure to visit our website, The 5 Away Podcast, where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you have something you would like for us to talk about, we'd love for you to send it in through by leaving a comment on our YouTube channel or messaging us on Facebook or Instagram. And until the next time, remember, we don't fear the future, we pioneer it.